Great news, folks. Michael Zuber, One Rental at a Time. I just want to let you know that we have finally released our second book, 15 Conversations with Real Estate Millionaires. This book was written with you in mind. I wanted to capture 15 unique stories of different investors starting at different stages and doing different things. This book is just that. It's nearly 300 pages of motivation, of confirmation, and reminders that yes, you too can do this thing. Check it out on Amazon, and of course, have a great day. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one ritzel at a time, back with his Wednesday expert, the one and only Anna Kelly. Hi, Anna. Hi, good morning. Good morning, good morning. So uh, my channel knows there's kind of two people that I will read the articles or watch the interviews uh, if, they're, if they're in the headline, right, or the title. Uh, that is obviously Warren Buffett, it's kind of the first guy that got me interested yeah. in stocks. And now of late, Bridgewater, uh, I think it's Bridgewater Capital, uh, Ray Dalio, right? Yes. Ray Dalio wrote another a book. billionaire. Another billionaire. Oh, you know, he wrote a book called Principles that really uh, caught my attention. I think that was five mm -hmm. or six years ago. And I've been a fan ever since. And I don't know if you know, but Ray Dalio just wrote a brand new book, which I got delivered two days ago, The Changing World Order. This is funny. We didn't even say <laughs> this, Michael. We didn't even plan this. I that just hilarious. Hey, great minds think alike. <laughs> yeah. Have you cracked it open yet? I have not. I just looked at, oh my goodness, look how big this is. It's yeah, going to be not nice write small books. <laughs> yeah. Ray Dalio. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's he's uh, a smart man. He's a smart man. Yeah. He, yeah. The, yeah. He's very smart. So what we're going to do is the next two videos are going to be dedicated to Ray Dalio because really Anna, first off, if you're not following Anna on Facebook, you're missing out. She put out another wonderful post, this one talking about things that we need to look at and really quoting Ray Dalio. So number one is kind of the five things that can have outsized impacts on the economy. So I thought we should talk about that on each one of those and kind of talk what you and I think. And then uh, video number three is going to be the six things that we could do about it. So yeah, let's start with those first five. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we've been talking a lot about, you know, what becoming a student student of the economy mm -hmm. and really learning what kind of things can impact you financially that you don't even see coming that have nothing to do with the investment decisions that you make um, in a box. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we've talked about living through the Great Recession. I lived through the Great Recession and I had a lot of experience in, in finance and in real estate and in insurance and in traditional investments and thought I really knew a lot. Mm -hmm. And it was the things that I didn't know about the intricacies and complexities of the financial system that took down the U.S. economy in 2009 and that rocked my world and made me realize, you know what, I work for the biggest one of the biggest companies in the country, and I really didn't know anything about credit default swaps, for example, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, but I learned at that point that although I had done all the right things to try to set myself up to make financially wise decisions, living below our means, like we've talked about, expanding our means, like we've talked about, um, I, I didn't know anything about the economy aside from supply and demand drives everything. That's yeah. all I knew. So I knew at that point when we were losing everything in 09, I better become a student of economics and understand the outside factors that can impact the economy and the fact that I need to make better decisions based on those factors, right? So I started thinking about those things a lot in the last couple of years is how do we predict what's coming? Is it mass inflation? Is it recession, deflation? And how does that impact our real estate portfolios, right? Mm -hmm. So I've been thinking about some of these factors like all the political unrest here and abroad mm -hmm. and the challenges over 
do we go toward socialism, globalism, or do we go toward nationalism and, you know, mm -hmm. consumerism, basically capitalism, wars and threats of wars with Russia and China going after these other countries, um, and, and then monetary policy, you know, mm -hmm. obviously, and just some of the um, disruptors that sometimes happen, like in the industrial revolution, and then you have the tech revolution, and now we're talking AI, right? Mm -hmm. And and metaverse and Bitcoin and all those things are disruptors. So I've been thinking about each one of those things and thinking if these things happen, how will it impact my investments and what I do to grow wealth and to preserve wealth, right? So I saw this interview pop up. I think it was CNBC um, a few days ago with Ray Dalio. And he was talking about the five things in history that he looks at that are major economic disruptors that impact how he um, and his companies invest in, in every sector, right? Because they impact everything, not just real estate, not just the markets. And it was really interesting. And I thought, okay, there's someone else thinking about this that's much smarter and wealthier than me. I want to hear what he has to say. Mm -hmm. So I heard the interview. I bought the book. Yep. So the five things that he talked about that when you look at history, you see repeats of patterns of five major things that consistently make major economic shifts. One of them is financial policy, which we just mm -hmm. talked about in, in video number one, mm -hmm. um, putting credit out there, making credit uh, flow more easily or tightening up mm -hmm. and raising interest rates um, and putting money into the system. The second thing is the wealth gap. The wealth gap causes a lot of internal and political conflict because it's this constant battle between the rich and the poor. How do we help and elevate the poor without taking everything from the rich or do we? And so those things create conflict interpersonally, but also politically because they impact taxation and they impact what we spend money on. Mm -hmm. The third thing is power conflict. Countries going after other countries for greater power, yeah. greater national power or greater global power. And we're seeing a lot of that today. The fourth thing is the power of inventiveness is what he calls it. Those economic shifts like the industrial revolution, like the tech revolution. And the fifth one, I never really thought about from a national or global perspective, but it's these one in a hundred year events. Yeah. Well, I'm only 47. So I, haven't, <laughs> I thought the great recession was the one in a hundred year event, right? Yeah. And then the pandemic proved to be the one in a hundred year event. Yeah. Um, but these natural disasters or economic disasters that happen, you know, can create major impact and economic shifts nationally, locally, regionally, and, and globally. So those are, those are the key five. Yeah. And there's, again, I think we saw the same interview and bought the, probably bought the book the same day. It's that's, that's hilarious that we have the book next to it. It yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. We don't get paid for this. We did no. not in this. <laughs> Not at all. It's just, hey, I bought a book. Yeah. Um, when I think about the five things, because um, for me, it's always been about the consumer. And again, Ray Dalio is somebody far smarter than I've been doing this a lot longer. Mm -hmm. he, he plays at a level that I can only dream of. Yeah. But when I look at these five things and I think about my world, the consumer, right? So the first one, financial policy, that one kind of fits, right? We, we see you and I've seen that just in our investing career when money is easy versus money is tight. We've seen yeah. banks not lend and then lend to everyone. Yes. Uh, you know, we talked about in the first episode about a rate cycle. So uh, I think, I think you and I kind of, kind of get that one, but the yes. other four, it's like, wow, like the wealth gap, you know, it's never been this bad, at least in my lifetime. Right. And again, Ray Dalio, when, just so folks know, when Ray Dalio talks about history, he's not only talking about American history. 
right? Right. Keep going back to the Roman Empire and all these other things, right? So again, when when you hear Ray Dalio talk about history, he's not talking about since 1776, right? He's right. Going back and, and looking at all all nations, right? And there's been conflict between rich and poor, you know, since the beginning of time. And so, and it never, it never lets up, but at times in history, it really becomes heightened and can shift what happens. And one of the things that's really important for us, I think, as, as real estate investors to think about um, two things. One is when there are economic crashes, there is not so much a um, people, you know, people lose everything. Wealth continues to go up globally, but it's transferred. It's transferred. the yes. more the, the more you have, the more likely you will get more wealth when things crash. And the less you have, the less, you know, the more all your stuff will be taken away. So it creates a lot of political conflict. And as a landlord, you know, we own properties and we're looked at as these big, rich, you know, not very nice people. And when inflation happens, the way that I'm thinking about this today is when inflation happens, and I'm getting letters every week from a contractor, from a supplier saying, we're so sorry, but we're going to have to really raise your expenses. Yeah. I have no choice but to raise rents. And at some point that impacts you know, the American and those people that are renting from me significantly. And, and I don't like that. I have a heart for people. But as our expenses go up, we have no choice but to raise rents. And so yeah. we're going to have more conflict um, interpersonally with tenants, landlords versus tenants, or the management companies with the tenants, because of that perception that, you know, we're just money hungry. But when, it, when economies change, you've got to continue to raise expensive. And, and ultimately, it's the poorer people that are the most impacted by these shifts, unfortunately. Yeah. And then the other one that really, it's funny, I did a video, it might have been the same day I saw Ray Dalio's video. I'm not sure if it was the day before or not, but this Russia and Ukraine, China and Taiwan, that is, you know, that's something that 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 will throw a monkey wrench into everything if that if either of those yeah. go and it goes it goes poorly or badly or whatever you yeah. want to call it. And Iran and Jerusalem. Oh yeah, and Israel. They they've just came out and said, you know, death to Israel again. Oh, so there's yeah. three yeah. major potential conflicts. And what happens if America's pulled into war? I don't want to think about it. Right. I don't yeah. either. Yeah. But-, <laughs> but we have to. Right. I don't want to think about it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and then the power of inventiveness, right? I live in the Silicon Valley. I saw the internet be birthed or, or at least uh, taken mainstream. AI, right? I, I work in big data and AI is a big part of that. So yeah, where does this go? It's just started. The metaverse is, you know, Facebook's like five miles that way. Right. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's interesting. So again, yeah, for me and, and Ray Dalio, I got to crack. I got, I'm trying to read this book before the end of the year. It's a pretty big book. But, um, yeah, me think, too. Me too. We should have a race. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my God. I don't want to race with Anna. Anna's going to crush me. <laughs> oh God. But it is, you know, as, as investors, we think, okay, what's the, so what? Like the, so what is be aware that these things could happen and they could create some hardship. And we need to be thinking about how do we protect our assets and our income and preserve what we have and think about diversifying in some way mm-hmm. that one or two of these events isn't going to totally wipe us out, right? Mm-hmm. The other thing is I think of what types of properties do I want to buy and what what's what could these things do to consumerism and what people want in terms of housing? Mm-hmm. So when we think of, just look at the disruption from, from you know, the pandemic that really accelerated technology and work from home and Zoom and these types of things. 
if people don't need to go into the office, is there a continued flight away from urban to suburban that lasts and how long? Mm -hmm. And do people want bigger apartments so that they can have a home office? Do they want smaller homes so that they kind of reduce their living expenses as their kids move out? So these are the kind of things that I'm, I'm thinking about when I look at these five categories. It's how does that impact me as an investor? How does it impact what I'm choosing to buy now, not only for income and upside, but is this a time that we need to focus mostly on asset preservation and then income and income secondary and growth third? For me, it is, you know, everybody's in a different place, but I think we need to think through these things and go, don't just buy everything with just this tiny little view of where we are today, but look at how can these things that we see happening in the global economy and the global political world and, and power struggles, how can they impact us over the next five to 10 years? And what kind of investments do I, do I make to keep myself balanced in case those things happened? Oh, next year is going to be so much fun. <laughs> so Anna, how can people follow you uh, and, and see what you're doing? Great. You can always find me here every single Wednesday. We have so much fun together. We have a playlist um, and you can find me at Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram at Anna REI Mom Kelly. My website's reimom.com. And if you're interested in passive investing in large apartment communities where we make an impact on our residents, you can find me there at greaterpurposecapital.com. Very cool. Thanks, Anna. Thank you. Mm -hmm.